The teachings of General Conference are the considerations the Lord would have before us now and in the months ahead. Our marching orders for each six months are found in the General Conference addresses. For the next six months, your conference edition of the Ensign should stand next to your standard works and be referred to frequently. I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I exhort you to study the messages of this conference frequently, even repeatedly, during the next six months. You're listening to the Conference Talk Podcast, where it's conference weekend every weekend. Each weekend, we discuss talks from the most recent General Conference of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's right. We share some insights, we make some connections, and hopefully have a bit of fun as we study the words of the men and women God has called to direct His Church in these the latter days. I'm Kevin Stanfill. And I'm his wife, Shelby Stanfill. And this is episode number three, where we are talking about Elder Bednar's address, but we heeded them not. Scripture reference, 1 Nephi 8.33. So this talk gave me the chills. Loved this talk. And I think I loved it so much because he talks about the song, um, Let Us All Press On. And I love that song. And I love hymns, and I love what hymns do for us. So, I don't know. Those are just my initial thoughts. I know you didn't necessarily ask Kevin, but I gave him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were your initial thoughts and takeaways from this talk? Well, I really I really related to how Elder Bednar opened this talk. Uh, not necessarily that I think I'm a bad singer, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Just the the inspiration that I've received um, as a as a convert to the church, you know, um, and I don't know the testimony that I've developed through singing the hymns of the Restoration, uh, the Spirit of God, right? The um, we thank Thee, O God, for a prophet. Joseph Smith's first prayer. That's one of our favorites yeah. in our house. Uh, praise to the man. Mm-hmm. All of these songs that have this this rich heritage, I guess you could say, right? Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that that he he rooted his address here in this latter day hymn or hymn of the restoration. Let yeah. us all press on. I love that. I so I had I and I told Kevin about this experience, and I didn't think I was going to share it on here, but. Um, I want to dive into the talk really quick. In the very beginning, he talks about how he's not a good singer, like Kevin said. Uh, but he does talk about what the hymn means to him and, and kind of breaks it down. And in the very beginning, he says he's referencing the vision of the tree of life that uh, Nephi saw and Lehi, right? They both saw it, but Lehi saw it first. And he's talking about the people that were not merely clinging to the path, but were continually holding fast to the rod of iron until they came forth and fell down and partook of the fruit of the tree. And at the very end, when it talks about the great and spacious building and that they were being mocked, he references the verse about how these people that were continually pressing forward were, you know, use the phrase, but we heeded them not. And I thought about this. Um, I have started running again ever since I've uh, recovered from having a baby. And 
as I was running the other day, I had this thought that was like, Shelby, you should just look up. And I promise this relates to the talk, so don't worry. <laughs> but I had the thought, just look up when you run instead of look at your feet or look at the cars on the road or, you know, I just tend to look everywhere when I'm going, but I am trying to head a certain direction. And I realized that when I looked up and I focused on a point straight in front of me that I could reach, I, I felt like I got there so much faster and I wasn't as distracted by all the things around me. And I wasn't looking at my feet trying to figure out like if I'm stepping correctly, obviously I know how to do that. And I didn't, and this path was very clear. So I knew I wasn't going to be tripping. There weren't any potholes. And I thought about this talk and how, what matters at this point, I'm running, right? Like I'm doing my run at about a 13 minute pace. And even if I were to have slowed down, what matters was the direction that I was headed and my focal point. And I think that is very important in this vision of the tree of life is these people knew where they were going. They knew the focal point and they kept going, even if they maybe ran at some points holding onto the rod of iron, or maybe they walked, but they were still holding, continually holding. And though we heeded them not, they weren't looking around them. They were just focusing on that point, just like I was when I was running. And I ended up getting there and it just, it was so much easier than before when I would run and look all over because I wasn't heeding all these other little things and they weren't important. And so I just thought about that with Elder Bednar's analogy of heeding not right here in the beginning, um, sharing about these people. I believe there's power in just looking for it and focusing. And yes, you are aware of things around you, but you're not giving them the time, the energy, or the attention because they don't need that. You need to focus your energy and attention to eternal life, right? So just some thoughts. <laughs> As I listen to you kind of illustrate that, that account, that analogy, mm-hmm. I was listening very closely and what I learned from that it was a very instructive illustration. What I learned from that was when we're talking about holding to the iron rod, the pressure that we apply is like, it's relevant. Mm-hmm. If we're clinging to the rod, well, first of all, maybe there's a little bit of fear. Maybe there's a little bit of I don't know. There's not the trust. You're worried that it's going to slip out Mm -hmm. from underneath you. If you're just sort of gliding your hand across it, well, you're not very committed, but if you're continually holding fast, there's, there's an intention. And I mean, taking back to this uh, analogy of running Mm -hmm. of, of physical fitness, there has to be intention. You have to be intentional when it comes to your breath, mm-hmm. to your stride, your uh, pace, like everything. Right. Yeah. Because there's, there is a purpose in it. You're not just doing it to do it. I mean, you can go on a run for, rec- I mean, just to have a good time. Some of us <laughs> can just go for a recreational run. Other people, you know, may have a little bit tougher time uh, enjoying that. But in the context of this spiritual journey, which, Elder Bednar begins to use as a as a thread that he he pulls throughout his talk. There's certain things that we can do to remain consistent and intentional and 
well, we can we can press on, mm-hmm. right? I want to touch on what you said about fear because I believe Elder Bernard he talks about this. He says, um, as we act in this is the last paragraph if you're following along under the section heed not. It says, as we act in accordance with the truth of his gospel. We are blessed with the spiritual capacity to press forward through the challenges of mortality while focusing on the joys the Savior offers to us. Truly, if we do what's right, we have no need to fear, for the Lord our helper will ever be near. So to the people who may be clinging out of fear, I believe what's happening is maybe there's some things that they're not lining up correctly with the Lord right? Like there's some things that need to be adjusted because when we do what is right, we truly have no need to fear because we know that rod, our savior, the word of God is always going to be there. We don't have to cling to it. Like it's going to go away, right? Like we just continually hold forever because it is eternal. That is the only way like through Christ that we are saved. So anyway, just, just a thought there about fear and the clinging or you know, the merely gliding over, right? Something that I've learned is that the the best way to focus on an end goal is to, well, to have a plan. And part of that plan has to include um, room for error or room for failure. Yeah. I mean, we don't grow unless we fail yeah. or make mistakes. But you just, you have to account for days that you're going to, you know, get off the path, right? I think what's very important with regard to Elder Bednar's, you know, uh, drawing in the the parable, if you will, um, of the tree of life and the rod of iron is that there were certain people who they, they were committed they didn't pay attention to or heed to the the voices of the world, right? Represented by the the large and spacious building. It wasn't that they maybe were were the fastest along the rod of iron. They and and um, but it was this again, just this intention. They had consistency, mm-hmm. and they had habits they had developed. Kevin and I like to talk about habits a lot (laughs) because habits are super key. Small and simple things are great things brought to pass. I mean, this is a long path we're we're on and it takes consistent small efforts, daily intentional choosing of Jesus Christ to, to choose him and to heed not the, the other voices in the world that do not serve us well or would distract us from our savior. Speaking of the savior, he has given us a way to make and keep commitments, which we call covenants, mm-hmm. which actually helps us draw some of his enabling power into our lives. And that way we can we can stay consistent. We can stay committed even when there are other voices telling us that what we're doing is ridiculous even when it does get difficult, when the way is not clear, when those mists of darkness arise. Mm -hmm. So covenants, as Elder Bednar uh, explains, they are entered into 
by receiving priesthood ordinances. They yoke us with and bind us to the Lord Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father. He says this simply means that we trust in the Savior as our advocate and mediator and rely on his merits, mercy, and grace during the journey of life. I think about, I don't know why this is coming to my mind, and I don't really know how it relates to the talk. Hmm. So maybe you can help me out, Kevin. However, (laughs) I thought about covenants and what Kevin was saying, how they, they, they bind us to him, like Elder Bentner said. And I had this like picture in my mind come of, you know, us holding onto the rod. But what the covenants do is that it's almost like this chain, like we link ourselves to the rod, like maybe with the chain, maybe not necessarily our hand. And the covenants that we have allow us to have more freedom. Like we keep commandments, we do things, they allow us to have more freedom. So we're continually moving along the path, but the chain allows us to move forward on the path with him, but there is more freedom given. And what I mean by that too, is that you can come out if you've received and made these covenants and kept these commandments yourself, you go out and invite others to do the same thing. You go out to them, you reach out, you're still on the path because you're linked to him in this chain, right? Um, From the rod and you help others come to the rod as well and start to create those links themselves so they can then go out and grab other people. I'm kind of visualizing like a safety rope. Yeah, basically like you and the safety rope, you know, you're, you're not gonna, it's not gonna give up. It's, I mean, it's there, it's linked to the savior. So you're able to leave and you're still pushing forward. It's not like you're going backwards. You're still going forward, but you're going out and you're getting other people because you know how good the safety rope is. Right. And so then I think of uh, president Nelson and his invitation to gather Israel. It is the greatest calling or what is it? Greatest work forgot the exact quote, but that we can be participating in today is the gathering of Israel. And so as we honor those covenants and draw closer to him, we naturally want to share that with others. We just do. It's it's a part of what happens <laughs> when there's something good. You want to share it just like Lehi did in his vision, right? He wanted his family to come partake. So, and, and I want to say one more thing. I love what Elder Bednar said about this. He said, I frankly do not have the ability to describe adequately the precise nature and power of our covenant connection with the resurrected and living Son of God. But I witness that with connections with Him and Heavenly Father, or sorry, I witness that the connections with Him and Heavenly Father are real and are the ultimate sources of assurance, peace, joy, and the spiritual strength that enable us to fear not, though the enemy deride. And I just love that because he 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 admits that he doesn't know how to describe what that even means, but he knows that it's real. And I know that a place where we've really come to know our covenants as we progress on on our covenant path is in the temple. Yeah. I do want to talk more about the temple. And so it's expedient that we talk a little bit more about covenants. So now making the covenants um, and then honoring the covenants, that's what brings the power of Jesus Christ into our lives and helps us. And Elder Bednar, he shared some, um, I guess some, some 
pro tips <laughs> from the general church body. He said that as he as he visits with church members around the world, he asks them what helps them to heed not worldly influences. And their answers are, you know, and I'm just kind of going to go through them um, in no particular order, but inviting the power of the Holy Ghost into their lives through meaningful scripture study, fervent prayer, and proper preparation to participate in the ordinance of the sacrament. And that's really cool. I mean, that's what that is uh, from, from the mission field. That's CPR, right? Church prayer read. <laughs> that's right. So, and we know those of us who have participated in missionary work, when you get people to commit to do those three things, it really is a spiritually, uh, it's for, for those who have, have made covenants, it's spiritual resuscitation because I've always said this, it's amazing how quickly you can, even if you stepped away from the church for a long time, maybe you're, you are going to church, but you're not quite where you want to be spiritually. It's so, I was about to say easy. It's so simple. There's a big difference between simple and easy, but it is so simple to get right back on the covenant path to be worthy of a temple recommend. All you have to do is then is to commit to change those things that are not in alignment with, um, with a temple recommend, you know, qualification and move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Conversely, the, path of becoming not worthy to enter the temple that can be over a long period of time you can you can stop going to church as much but you you still you still are faithful and you still keep covenants you've made but then as time goes by maybe you pick up some bad habits maybe your your morals do you know wane a little bit because you're not being nourished by the good word of God, you're not, you're not keeping, you're not, <laughs> you're not holding fast to the iron rod, yeah, which you're not continually moving forward. Right. This is a complete subject change from where you were going mm -hmm. with that. So just warning, hard turn here. <laughs> However, I remember so clearly Elder Bednar saying this statement in his talk when he talks about the people who have done these small and simple things that you just read, Kevin, you know, CPR. He said, I listened to these devoted souls speak of covenants, providing strength to overcome opposition and their connection with the living Lord, supporting them through times, both good and bad to these individuals. Jesus Christ indeed is a personal savior. And he got choked up when he said to these individuals, Jesus Christ is indeed a personal savior. These covenants and these ordinances and these promises and these habits that we build, church prayer, read, family home evening, they're all for our benefit, right? They are all for us to progress and to really come unto our savior, Jesus Christ. And I related to what he was saying when he said these covenants provide um, strength to overcome opposition and their connection with the living Lord. 
that's why I say I know in the temple is the best place is because in some of the hardest moments of my life, a temple was just five minutes down the road. Thank goodness. And the temple is where I went to get that strength. I always say it was like my therapy. I did end up going to therapy after the fact, but it, it really held, it allowed me to hold on in that moment until I was able to get the help that I really truly needed. Right. And so I just, I just relate so much to covenants and having that testimony of overcoming opposition Hmm. and being strengthened. Cause I don't think there was any way I could have, well, there probably were ways I could have overcome. However, I think this was the best way for me to grow and develop was to lean on my savior and not other ways. You know, choosing the savior's way of dealing with problems and, and, and solving our problems that we face here in life versus choosing some other way is exactly what Elder Bednar is talking about, right? Yeah. There are, there's so many different belief systems, philosophies, um, and so on that the world says, you know, any one of them, it'll work, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, believe whatever you want, you know, take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, whatever, whatever works for you. And that's a very, um, that's a very tempting way, like a, a build, a build a bear (laughs) for religion, right. Uh, and for faith, but the savior's way, it's not necessarily more strict though. It is very clear as to what we should do and what we should not do. Um, with that being said, you know, where I, where I'd like to kind of go and maybe where we'll finish up is elder Bednar. He brings the, he brings up the, the image of a compass. He says, gospel covenants and ordinances operate in our lives, much like a compass. He says a compass is a device used to indicate the cardinal directions of north, south, east, and west for purposes of navigation and geographic orientation. And of course, he he then alludes to the Liahona, which was a, a compass. Basically, it was basically a compass. It was a it was a device of curious workmanship found by Lehi when he and his family were out in the wilderness. But rather than go there, I, I want to go to the Book of Mormon, the Book of Alma, chapter thirty-seven, verse forty. And this is Alma speaking to his son Helaman, talking about the Liana. He says, and it did work for them according to their faith in God. Therefore, if they had faith to believe that God could cause that those spindles should point the way they should go, behold, it was done. Therefore, they had this miracle and also many other miracles wrought by the power of God day by day. And it's, it's my testimony that... When we exercise undeviating faith in the Savior and we make and keep our covenants, not only are we provided very clear direction just just because of the, the teachings of the gospel, we know what we need to be doing. 
And if we do those things, we are spiritually replenished each day. And that, you know, just like Father Lehi and his family, they get up each morning and they don't really know where they're going, but they did have that compass or that Liahona, the ball and director, right? It was only based on their faith. There was no, it was no mechanical property. It wasn't based on magnetic fields. It was based on their faith. And, you know, in, I was about to say in today's world, but ever since the days of Moses and back to the days of Adam, it's always taken a great deal of faith to go the way that, that isn't always popular, right? This was, if, if I may, I wanted yeah. to add in some thoughts, and I think this is the perfect segue um, to close on, is that, that I heard earlier today, or this week, sorry, I don't know if it was today, it might have been, but I know it was this week, that when we're doing something right and we're doing what we should be, we are going to experience opposition, we are going to experience things. So when we are pressing forward and, and holding fast continually, we should expect opposition. And what Elder Bednar says is our covenant connection with God and Jesus Christ is the channel through which we can receive the capacity and strength to heed not. And then he says, please note that the ability to resist the temptations, or I would even add an opposition right here, and the fiery darts of the adversary is promised to those who's to those individuals who hold fast to rather than merely cling to the word of God. So as we continually move forward and are heeding not and pressing forward, we also have to expect the opposition. I take it as a sign <laughs> that you're doing the right thing and continually move forward. And I know that to be true. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Conference Talk podcast, where we discussed Elder David A. Bednar's address, but we heeded them not. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star rating. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. And YouTube and Google and Stitcher and Amazon and Audible and TuneIn and iHeartRadio and Facebook. Yes, everywhere you get podcasts. You can also find links to all our platforms on our website, conferencetalk.org. You know what else you can find at conferencetalk.org? Everything. Everything. <laughs> Go there to follow us on social media, drop us a comment, check out our show notes, find related talks, or learn more about your host. Big thanks to my wife, Shelby Stanfill, for recording the podcast with me today. You can find us both at the Book of Mormon podcast. And... Uh, well, you can find that at ChristCenterConversations.org. That's exactly what I was going to say. We do always appreciate new followers, but it's even better to follow the prophet and the apostles themselves. That's right. We love speaking about the church and our leaders. We do not speak for them. Everything said on this podcast represents our own personal opinions. We try to follow the doctrine, so we do our best. Anyway, join us next week for another episode of the Conference Talk Podcast. Bye, y'all.